to another Tangent Podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Emily. In this podcast, we thought we'd talk about some of the women and female characters that impacted our childhoods. Given we're both nerds, you can be sure that Star Wars will be mentioned at least once. I mean, Star Wars seems like a really good place to start. Normally is. It wasn't as cool to be nerdy when we were younger, not like it is now. It wasn't cool at all to be nerdy. Right. But yeah, I, I, I love Leia and Padme. There's not a trend there. There's not a trend there at all. I feel attacked. I own many Star Wars things, but I've always really wanted like a vintage lunchbox because you didn't have them when we were kids. Or if you did, only boys got them. You know, yes. one that would have the, the flask in it. Yes. a bit naff. I mean, I wouldn't use the lunchbox. I literally just wanted it to display. And Fair. every now and then I do have a little look on eBay. But they're really expensive. It's because they're vintage. Like us. It is. And also Star Wars is popular again. It's like, yes. I mean, not that it's ever not popular, but it's kind of like a resurgence, isn't it? Because of like the, yeah. the movies and the shows. And, but yeah, like you say that even today, a lot of the cool Star Wars clothing and merch is aimed at men. Yeah. Which is really irritating. Or it's in America and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to pay like 40 quid for a t-shirt. I'm not doing that. Not in this economy. Are we meant to live, laugh, lobotomy in this economy? Exactly. For me, I wasn't watching the original trilogy until I was a bit older. But I did watch The Phantom Menace. And I have photos to prove that I had a photo with Jar Jar Binks. Granted, it was a statue, but that's not the point. The photo is still there as proof. So Padme was the female character of Star Wars I looked up to. I mean, you know, what was not to love? She was a teen leading a country and kicking butt, wearing some questionable outfits. Yeah. I loved Padme, though. Especially, like, Clone Wars Padme. We're always so sad. We don't. Her death. I was about to say, we don't speak about (laughs) her death. Not on this channel. It's cool, though, that the books have expanded that lore as well. Kind of filled Um, in the blanks. Side note, Mm. Phantom Menace is going to be out in the cinemas in May because it's however many years. I feel like we should go. I know. What did we see last year? Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi, I think, yeah. Yeah, and then I got pulled over by the police. Just saying, I feel like it could be fun. (laughs) Not the getting pulled over by the police. I was going to say, are you going for a a secondary... (laughs) Pulled over by the police. I still can't believe he thought the screen in my car was a phone. Anyway, we have tangented. We have tangented. What other movies did you enjoy as a child, youth? (laughs) The Princess Bride, always been a favourite. I saw something online a little while ago, and it was something like, seeing the princesses of my childhood cast as generals is just brilliant, because obviously... Robin Wright played Buttercup in Princess Bride and then she was a general in the Wonder Woman movie and obviously Leia became general in the the newer Star Wars, which was quite cool. I love The Princess Bride. I've watched it about five times this month. I love The Princess Bride, but I, again, didn't find it till I was a bit older. I kind of found Princess Bride, Labyrinth, Men in Tights, all those kind of films. It's like... An older teen, I want to say. Because mm. stuff like that my mum didn't like, so we never really watched it. Like, she never wa- 
didn't we like like Back to the Future or Doctor Who or those kind of things? So I was kind of discovering that alone. Yeah, I think that's fair though. I was quite lucky that my my mum watched The Princess Bride. That was one of her favourite movies. Yeah. And then like my dad would watch Star Wars and Planet of the Apes and the Star Trek movies and stuff. I remember watching the original Witches, the Roald Dahl Witches film in primary school. I would have been about nine. The whole face thing scared the jeepers out of me. Absolutely terrifying. Even as an adult, I'm like... "Mm -hmm." It's just, there's something about it that's just too creepy. I don't like it. Don't mind the bit in Indiana Jones when the guy melts. I'm fine with that. Witches? Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, no. My younger years were spent safely in the the bubble of Disney and Disney films. We did films. some cracking Disney films. We did. Obviously, Belle so, is, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the one and only. Absolutely not terrified of anything. And that library is just, you know, goals. Yes. And I want a slidey ladder. A slidey bookshelf I mean, ladder. We can just see you in like a black version of Belle's yellow dress on a on a ladder. On a ladder that goes the entire length of my shop. Yeah. Swords in your hair as pins. Yeah. Well, let me just find Swords. that book for you. Yeah. Vroom. <laughs> She'll be back in a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> a crash and muffled swearing coming from the other end. Yeah, exactly. I don't see what the issue with that is. I love Beauty and the Beast. I love um, Robin Hood as well. It's one of my favourite Disney That films. is a good one. And the fox and the hound, although that broke my heart. I used to, I used to put that on and then hide behind the sofa. What was the point? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of watching a film from behind the sofa? No, no, but that's fair because that film. See, this is why millennials are so jaded. Yeah, we we watch that scene. We know love's not real. Hmm. Like, I feel like The Fox and the Hound is our generation's family. Yes. Or Watership Down. Oh. Our version of that. Just not all right. I don't know about you, but I watched a lot of musicals as a youngster. And um, Calamity Jane is like the one that sticks with me. And obviously I've done a podcast on Mm. Calamity Jane. And like her real story. But it's like the that and the King and I are like the two musicals that I absolutely love and will watch all the time. They're kind of like my happy place. But I remember um my nan videoed Calamity Jane off the TV for me. Oh, back back in the days. day. Yeah. And um I used to watch that all the time. I loved that so much. It is brilliant. I, I growing up, I watched a lot of black and white movies because I'd spend time with my grandparents. Things like Some Like It Hot and, and The Seven Year Itch. Like that yeah. was my introduction to Marilyn Monroe rather than the the glamorous. The glamorous side of it. Side of it, or not so glamorous, sadly. Yeah. Like The Wizard of Oz and Bedknobs and Broomsticks and the original Mary Poppins. Yes. Or oh, such strong women in them for the time. Oh, 100%. 
Not necessarily good backstories to the films, but... But you kind of forget that. Also, I've I've got to say, and I know this is a bit of a tangent, I am reading the whole of the Oz story for the the Mm -hmm. first time. I don't know why. I've read Wizard of Oz many times. I've never read beyond that. And I'm surprised at how feminist the books are in a lot of ways. Because when were they written? They were written in the 1900s. Oz is ruled by a princess who was a boy at one point, you know, and and the wizard is shown as a fraud, whereas Mm. the witches, you know, you've got Glinda, is is shown as having actual power and and, and stuff. And I'm really enjoying them. It's nice when you find stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't read them before. There's so much to read. I don't think we'll ever read everything that we want to read. I just don't think that's going to happen. Or that we own. mm, Yeah. Let's not talk (laughs) about that. No, best not. So when you weren't watching movies, what TV shows did you watch as a kid? I watched a few different ones. I used to watch, religiously, I would watch Xena. And also Hercules, but I liked Xena better. Yeah, no, fair. I liked the Aeronauts. Was the size. Out of Hercules. Oh. So I got distracted <laughs> thinking about Cena's size. <laughs> I was thinking Aeolus is quite skinny. He doesn't really have. Oh, distracted by Lucy Lawless's thighs. Apologies. Nah. Back in the room now. But I think they were like such good TV shows. And also yeah. um, Stargate SG-1 was kind of on about the same time. And obviously Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They were kind of like the ones... Which always surprises me because I feel like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when I was watching, it was probably a bit old for me to be watching. But anyway. But anyway, we move. You can definitely see a trend in like the movies we watched and the books we read and the TV shows we watched. Strong women. Yes, definitely. I love Star Trek Next Generation and Star mm-hmm. Trek Voyager. And yeah. Both are arguably, arguably packed with strong women. Yes. I really wish Xena streamed somewhere. Apparently you can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's like live once a day. I don't um, really know how it works. I don't really know how that works either. But I feel like I would, I'm too old to know. Yeah. I love Xena though because sometimes oh. the episodes were so goofy. They'd be like yes. singing and, and the horse would run off or they'd have fleas. And then the next episode they'd be like sacrificing animals and going to the underworld to fight a demon or something. And you're like... I don't know what's happening, but I am having a good time. Yeah, and like some of the fight scenes, you'd be watching it like, what is going on? Like yeah. this, what? <laughs> I love the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. That was good. And there's a scene in that where she fights a monkey and you can quite clearly see somebody throw a teddy bear monkey at her. I love that. And I think that is part of what makes it great. Like the original Batman TV show. Yes, there's just something about that. I mean, that was extremely camp. Oh, so camp. Like, and the walking up the walls. Yeah, and everything had bat in front of it. Get in the bat yes. car, pick up the bat phone, use the bat shark spray. Yes. Oh, good times. I genuinely think if somebody released a Batman movie or show like that today, it would do so well. It would. But it would also feel like we were trying to take the mick. Yeah, I guess it would come across a bit parody, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
But there were some very good animated TV shows as well when we were yes. young. I know you're very excited for the return of X-Men. I'm so excited. I spoke to someone in the shop on Saturday. She was younger and obviously has <laughs> recently discovered the X-Men TV show. And me and her, me and her had to explain to her mum why everyone's so excited about it coming back. <laughs> and I was like, well, and the, the girl that came in also a goth. Um, she said, I saw the star Wars poster and the comics. And she went, there's <laughs> a nerd here. I was like, yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> Do you find people are sometimes surprised that it's you that's the nerd? Because I've had workmen come in to my house and be like, and I've, I've got a lot of star Wars, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Ghostbusters, because my other obsessed with Ghostbusters. Like, we've got a lot of those kind of pictures on our walls. And yeah. the amount of work, and they'll be like, oh, your husband likes Star Wars, does he? Does that bother you? And I'm like, firstly, I'm sorry, what part of this said straight? <laughs> I am um, kind of how it, in that people think it's like, first of all, not my shop. So <laughs> that's normally the first thing. And then... um people yeah also think that i'm not the nerd yeah i saw a thing on tiktok recently and it said like if you're wearing a band or a you know like a fandom t-shirt and a man mm-hmm. says to you i'll oh, name five songs name five movies your response should be you tell me tell me five women that trust you yeah i once got called out by a man who accused me of gender bending the hulk because oh, i have she on my back yeah, I still get ira- I still get irrationally angry about it. He accosted you to accuse you of that as well. It wasn't like you were having a conversation <laughs> with him. He literally accosted you in a queue. Yeah, started yelling about it. I was like, "Yes, he did." But before we move on from TV shows, can we talk about yes. the pure joy that was most haunted? I'm so dis- disappointed. We've tried to watch Most Haunted now twice twice the new stuff and it just doesn't hit the same i mean don't get me wrong it's still funny because we still message each other with the hilarious things that are happening but it's just not the same it's not you need Derek. his mary loves dick yes (laughs) it it doesn't give me the joy but last time we watched it we were both very distracted by her giant coat and the noise it made it was like a sleeping bag was like it was like she bag. was wearing a sleeping bag and it rustled continuously and it was the most annoying sound. If it didn't rustle, would you have been jealous because you are always cold? I mean, potentially. I, I say that as you're dressed in a giant, snuggy, oody, jumper yeah. thing with frogs on. I don't know because it's like that material that like doesn't keep you nice warm. It like makes you sweaty warm. Yeah, no, good point. But what I'm saying is, most haunted up until Derek leaves, gold. Yes. It was the lives with the live audience that you they went back to and the people like messaging in with the most random stuff. And half of that must have been made up because half so- of it was just so unbelievable. And I was like, I can't believe you're reading this out live. <laughs> It'd be like, since the show started, my dog stared at one spot on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Our lights have just gone out. It's got nothing to do with the power cut that's just down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm 
when people would have most haunted parties. I remember going to one of those. Somebody I worked with had a, a whole last party for the most haunted live. One of the most joyful experiences of my life. I'm sad that we never got to do that. Yeah, we have tried to watch the Halloween specials before, like the last couple of years, and they're just not the same. There wasn't a live one this year, was there? Because it was the one that was oh, like no, basically it's... promoting her book. Oh, yeah, that got kind of annoying. That's because she was doing everything to confirm her book. It's when they're like, oh, if you're here, not are you here not once for yes, twice for no? It's like, but if they're not there, how are they going to knock twice? Yes. I feel like the joy of Most Haunted is just us logicking it and critiquing her fashion. Whilst we're in our pyjamas drinking tea. I still think my favourite kind of Most Haunted related thing is the French and Saunders thing. Yes. That they did, because it's so perfect. It's so perfectly done and so accurate. I miss Good Most Haunted. Nothing's ever come close. Like, you'll watch the American Mm. shows and they're all a bit much. You need a northern woman running around a haunted location screaming. Hey, we could do it. I mean, potentially, but I feel like we we would be very bad at it. No, (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) Emily, I've fallen and lost my glasses again. Can you come and get me? We we saw a TikTok the other day about a guy who'd gone for a walk and got locked in a graveyard. And then we descended into this whole, that would happen to us. Yes, it would. It would be hilarious. Just visions of us trying to climb over the fence and one of, or both of us getting caught on the poles at the top and just like hanging there upside down as people walk past. You in a full goth outfit, they'd be like, they're having fun. We've gone very off topic. I mean, it's sort of sort of related because we were talking about what wanted. But I also do feel like we should do a saga's ghost hunt at some point. We should. That would be really funny. I remember doing one, um, a company I worked for did one, and um, somebody's phone went off, kind of right at like a really spooky moment. That would be as though, because like one of us would be like, I don't recall quickly. <laughs> so we were both kind of bookworms as kids, and we sort of talked a little bit about Roald Dahl's films earlier, but like, I feel like Matilda was like the book of my childhood, or one of them. I remember watching the film more than reading the book. Love the film. Fair enough. Have you ever watched and or read The Moomins by Tove Johansson? I think I've seen maybe two episodes of it. It's just so peaceful. I loved it when I was a kid. Obviously, comic books, She Hulk. When I really was so gay. <laughs> was and <laughs> I love how you're That's just realising this. <laughs> like, hmm, Wonder Woman, She Hulk, that girl. Oh crap, I was gay. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh-uh. hmm. it did in fact <laughs> show itself early in life. <laughs> yes. How did I miss those signs? Like a glaring neon sign. <laughs> uh, just giant rainbow. My, yeah. That oh, must be the Care Bears. <laughs> also, like for me as a kid, I, that's when I got into Greek myths and Athena and Artemis. And... My kind of mythology spark was I'd been to like the Parthenon when I was, I don't know, like maybe eight or nine. So I was already kind of interested in, you know, any kind of Greek mythology. And then I kind of fell into uh, Norse mythology 
reading Cry of the Ice Mark, which is a book that I made Gemma read. I enjoyed like that. Two, a year, lot more two years ago? One. Yeah. And that kind of sparked, kind of like strong female characters, I think, is kind of sparked that because obviously the main character is a teen trying to run a country. And she's a strong character. Plus there's all kinds of myths in that book. You've got Roman, Norse, Celtic. It's a kind of a a good mix. I liked that book. It's very good. I've got the second one because he wrote another one like many years later. So like when she's an adult with her kids. There's three. There's three in total. So I'm kind of scared to read the second one though. I think sometimes like a book that you loved as a a, a, a youngster, mm. you're frightened to reread it as you get older in case you don't see the same things. Yeah. But I think also what we take from books changes as we age. The whole boom of like Twilight and how, especially for millennials when we were all teens, like Twilight was the thing. And we all go back and read it and go, what the hell was I reading? What the hell is this? Yeah, and if you do look too quick, you're like, okay, that's not okay. I think that's the other thing. As we age and we become more aware of social justice, of, of racism, of sexism, mm. sexism as transphobia, you you sort of it bleeds into your enjoyment of the books. I reread Harry Potter at the beginning of this year. Didn't love them half as much. People kind of can be quite dismissive of fiction, mm. but. I, do think that as you're growing up, sometimes that can have as much of an influence on you as, you know, reading non-fiction. Yes. And have you ever noticed how a lot of um, young adult books kind of deal with the social justice aspect of life? Like you've got Hunger Games, The Maze Runner. I'm trying to think about the young adult books. Divergent. I mean, obviously, these are kind of like older series, but then you've got like even Terry Pratchett books deal with it. But they kind of all deal with this social justice element within there somewhere. Mm. No, absolutely. This is the thing like millennials and Gen Z, we, we grew up on books where the plucky underdog overthrows the corrupt government, and then people are surprised that we're so political. Yes. But you gave us a steady stream of the plucky hero slash heroine overthrowing the government, getting the boy and living happily ever after. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, and it was always the adults that were bad. Yeah. I'm a huge Terry Pratchett fan. I've read Terry Pratchett from, like, some of the first books I owned were Terry Pratchett books. And they were the first books I remember coming across things like racism. I know it's kind of speciesism for lack of like a a better description within them, but that's where I learned by discriminate by about discrimination. Yeah, still just yeah, discrimination. It's I don't know. It's like a subtle way of putting it in there. Mm. But also, if you teach children, young adults, young, then it kind of. You know, it moulds the generation to be tolerant, to think bigger, you know. We both read Her Majesty's Royal Coven. Yes. I love, I know you're not so keen on, but 
No. We both read it and we both came to the same conclusion. Yes. That the book, that the the plot of the book got lost in trying to get the message across that transphobia is bad and J.K. Rowling is the Antichrist. Yes. I did feel like I was being repeatedly hit in the head with that. But I do definitely think like fiction plays a part in shaping who you are. And I, I it do does. think it's as important as any other kind of reading, watching, yeah. listening, whatever. As always, we like to end our tangents with a quote, and this one came from the Moomins. Quote, but what one needs a change sometimes. We take everything too much for granted, including each other. 